Redbrick Recap, People Papers Podcasts. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Redbrick Recap. Um, I'm your deputy editor, Emily, and this is another remote recording during the coronavirus crisis. It's quite a special one for Tom, Lids and I, as it's actually our last podcast, which is really quite emotional. Um, we started this podcast in January and we've absolutely loved it. We feel like it's really been our baby and we even won Best Podcast at the Bird FM Awards last night. So it's been a very exciting time. But yeah, this is kind of a goodbye from us before we hand over to your next committee. So today we spoke to film, gaming, music, TV and culture as they hadn't had a chance to appear on the podcast yet this year and we really wanted to talk to them all before we handed over. And we had a chat with them about the value of their sections during times like these and how they've been getting through and all the kind of various TV shows and games and so on that they recommend to all of Redbrook's readers and UOB students. It's been quite emotional for them as well, as for many of the editors that we spoke to on this podcast, it's probably one of the last things they'll do before they hand over to a whole new team. Yeah, we really hope you enjoy it. This one's a really special one to us. And do forgive us if it sounds a bit tinny. <laughs> as as everyone says, these are unprecedented times. Enjoy. Today I'm here with Katrin and Amrita from TV. Do you guys want to quickly introduce yourselves and your positions? Hi, I'm Katrin. I'm, I've been the online editor for TV this year. And I'm Amrita. I have been the print editor this year. Um, do you guys want to fill everyone in on your setup right now? Where are you recording from? So I'm recording from my um, my front room, as close to the Wi-Fi router as possible, <laughs> because my internet's been lagging. I am still in my studio near campus because my country is completely sealed off, and I don't know if I'll ever go home. Oh dear. I mean, as they say, these are unprecedented times. <laughs> Um, would you guys like to outline for our listeners how TV has been impacted by the pandemic for you guys? Um, I think we're probably one of the only sections who's actually benefited from the pandemic because mm-hmm. everyone seems to be watching so much TV. Um, our feature about like the best shows to watch during lockdown, we managed to get writers from like a lot of different sections. A lot of people have written their first ever article for TV, which is exciting. But yeah, I just feel like everyone's sort of turning to TV to kind of escape a bit at the moment and relive some more exciting times. Yeah, it's great. Like no one has any excuse to not watch that show <laughs> they've been avoiding for ages and there's literally nothing else to do you can't like all the other sections are suffering you can't play sports I mean you can't go to the theater so new releases don't matter anymore so you can just watch friends over and over again and keep analyzing why Ross (laughs) was so problematic brilliant um could you tell us about how the tv industry has been impacted in terms of production so, yeah, we've had some really interesting articles about that um, because the way the American season works is at the moment um, a lot of shows would be going through pilots and then they mm-hmm. can get the proofing and be made in September. No, they'd be made over summer and then released September. So the whole American kind of season system is going to be shifted back because nothing's being made over the next couple of months. Um, but British soaps are going back to 
TV soon, but with the social distancing rules, it's going to be really interesting because um, scenes aren't going to involve like fights or sex scenes or anything which involves more kind of close interaction. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are excited that there'll be new content, but at the same time, like the safety of people and sets got to be considered as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. maybe TV, new TV might not be as urgent as, you know, keeping people safe. Yeah, but like web series, we're going to have a lot of new contributions for web series of the week. Like, um, uh, who's that guy? Uh, what's his name? Krizinski, the guy who started that new show, uh, Some Good News. It got bought mm-hmm. by a TV network. It just started as like a cute little web series and now it's going to become a proper TV show. And there are like a lot of exciting TV shows on the horizon. Like um, Disney Plus are going to make a big TV adaptation of the Percy Jackson novels. Mm-hmm. Probably won't come out for a while, but when it does, everyone's expecting it to be really good because Mandalorian was highly rated. Oh yeah. Exciting. I'm loving Disney Plus. Brilliant. <laughs> um, on the topic of me loving Disney Plus... Would you guys like to give our listeners your top recommendations for TV to watch right now? So um, I literally finished Fresh Meat this morning because I'd never watched it, but um, I decided to watch it kind of just as soon as lockdown started. And it's actually brilliant because it's such a similar experience, I feel like, what UOB students have in Selyoke. And um, yeah, it's been quite fun being so far away from university to kind of get to relive it through the characters of the show like it's although it's it started 10 years ago I think it's really relevant to kind of the student experience we have today and I well I definitely recommend Hollywood which came out like a month ago it is so good it basically re like especially in this current hideous social political climate it looks at one of the worst most segregated times in history and just rewrite some of the injustices that people suffered at that time. So it's just really feel good. It's like, watch how much better the world could have been where everyone gets to have a happy ending. And it's just what you need. I'd also recommend Normal People. If you haven't watched it yet, like, what are you doing? It's just, (laughs) it's so good because it's a will-they-won't-they kind of romance. And I didn't really want to watch it at the start because I thought that would be boring. But it's really well done. So the dialogue and the way the music is introduced and the scenes are filmed is very realistic. And it's so easy to just get, like, absorbed in. And I've seen it all over my social media, possibly because I study English. So it's the kind Mm. of thing English girls yeah I've been like using this time to finally get to those shows that I've been avoiding because I'm really reluctant to start new tv shows because I'm always like am I emotionally strong enough to get invested in characters or should I just watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the seventh time because I already know how it's going to end and it's comforting so now I have no excuse so I finally watched Dead to Me and I am shook it is I can't even describe the show. It's absolutely insane. It has such a simple premise, which is that a woman has lost her husband and is trying to cope with the grief. But it's been written so brilliantly. The actors are so great. And every single episode, every single episode has a plot twist that will have you absolutely shook. And it's just a complete roller coaster ride. And it's just constantly like, 
it's perfect to binge because you're constantly incentivized to watch the next episode. I was going to start watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, I actually thought that's pretty good. There's 144 hours of it or something. So that I is thought, commitment. <laughs> maybe we'll be out of lockdown by the time <laughs> I finish it. That's an optimistic thought, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, girls, thank you so much for your recommendations and for talking to me about TV during Corona. Um, and I hope you're keeping safe and looking after yourselves. So I'm joined with the lovely culture. We're having a lovely Zoom call right now. I'm joined with Luca and Grace. Um, Hi. Hello. Um, We're just going to ask you the same that we've been asking the other five sections left of the paper, but in relation obviously to culture, what sort of cultural things have been getting you through lockdown? So Grace, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I found myself reading a lot more. I find like during term time, I don't have an awful lot of time to read like for pleasure. Um, so I've been looking back at some old books on my shelf and I've gone back to Kazuo Ishiguro's Never Let Me Go, which is one of my favourite books of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely just like, I mean, it's one of those weird books where not a lot of like crazy things happen, but it's just so beautifully written and it's it's just, yeah, it's gorgeous, gorgeous book. So I've been reading that. Um, what other things? The National Theatre Live has been doing lots of um, lots of streams. There was, the other night, there was Streetcar Named Desire, which was amazing mm. with Gillian Anderson in. She's just, she was insane as Blanche. Um, <laughs> Music-wise, I... Um, I absolutely adore Laura Marling and her new album has come out like ahead of schedule because of um, COVID and it was just like the perfect timing for it to come out it's just so um, yeah it's just gorgeous like listening to it in the garden or like walking through the woods it's just like yeah beautiful lovely that's so lovely I've seen um, like the national and that have been doing loads of sort of screenings every Thursday they do yeah I think yeah every yeah like bi-weekly maybe yeah or no maybe it's every week but yeah and we've had like a couple of people reviewing um reviewing the stuff but it's really nice because a lot of it's been like footage they've had like for ages mm. um so it's nice it's like free and just on youtube and people can access it but yeah no the streetcar named that was really 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 good mm. very like modern take on it it's really cool lovely selection that sounds lovely and yeah. i can very much picture you floating through the woods in your amazing floaty skirts <laughs> listening to laura marling <laughs> very much on brand brand. i just love her so much (laughs) nice selection luca what have you been listening to me so i've i've just started reading a i read a book um a really amazing book so it's by this um like chilean artist and like he's really not very well known and i was a bit surprised because he's just amazing like he's like a performance artist as well and like he was kind of around during um, like Pinochet's regime in Chile. So like a kind of authoritarian like regime in Chile. And he did all this, like he kind of like disrupted loads of events doing like performance art stuff, but he also like wrote books and stuff. So I read um, his novel that he wrote. Um, it's called My Tender Matador. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically about this like unkind of likely relationship, like a love relationship between this kind of like drag queen, this like really poor drag queen and this like Marxist kind of communist revolutionary like wow. set during kind of the end yeah it's like really interesting it was like set kind of towards the end of of the regime so it kind of takes you through this like poor neighborhood in like Santiago and this like drag queen and her house and like this kind of communist starts like storing boxes in her house and like she thinks he's just a student and it like they kind of end up like having this relationship but it's kind of like set on the backdrop of this kind of regime and like you kind of go through like Pinochet's some of his point of view like it's so good it's really that really good amazing 
Yeah, That's I'm just like, cool. why don't more people know about him? So I've been doing such like intense researching about this artist. It's like, he's incredible. Like he um, did, so he's done like performance art stuff where he like disrupts like Chilean like political events and like high heels and like all sorts of things like that, which is just like, because at that time, um, like the communist party was quite homophobic as well. So it's kind of like, we have this like military like regime, like Pinochet's regime, which was very like horrible in itself. Mm. Um, and this artist is like poor, kind of like queer, um, and also like so. Then the opposition party, like the Communist Party, that would be would be against Pinochet, also wasn't really like he didn't really fit in there, I guess. Mm. So he's kind of like in between, like against both of these kind of opposing kind of positions. Um, so yeah, he did really interesting stuff. I mean, like he there was one kind of performance art piece that he did where he um, did this like Chilean dance like across this like broken glass. So like oh. in the end of the performance, it was kind of all this blood like on, oh the, on the floor and stuff. Yeah, so he's a really cool stuff. Um, and then another really cool one as well was that he, uh, outside a Chilean art gallery, he um, rolled down the stairs in this rug that was on fire. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> this sounds incredible. Literally, and like, because it's like Chilean, like a lot of it is in Spanish, so like, that's why I think maybe like not many people have translated it. So right now I'm like, mm. I wish I did Spanish for like new yes. Spanish to translate some of this stuff because no one knows about it. And I think no one's really like translated it. Like he only has one book that's been translated. Like he has got other books, but they've just not been translated into English, that's which amazing. is a shame. Yeah. But um, other than that, I've been reading a lot about him. And then I've, I've been watching like um, dance pieces and stuff. Like Sadler Wells are doing a lot of like, yeah. they're doing kind of like national theatre. They're releasing a lot of like archived footage or like, they're doing like um, kind of debuts of like people's performances that are like mixed with like animation and this it's like this technique called photogametry or something and like you'd like they take loads of pictures and it's kind of like produces like moving image effect um, so it's kind of like video but it's loads of pictures um, so cool. yeah it's really cool um, so I've kind of been just engaging with stuff like that really like a lot of dance stuff and yeah. the way you just Yes, yeah, so I stumbled across <laughs> this like unique Chilean artist who sets rugs on fire and just all like, these amazing like things. Down some stairs. I don't, I'm trying to remember how I found him, and I just, it was through his book. Okay, you're I just oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really amazing. So wow, they sound mm. like great recommendations, and two very much like contrasting sort of energies you know so different, so different. <laughs> Laura Marling and burning carpets just like floating yeah lockdown can't be boring anymore if you want something calm and like you know meditative Grace's options probably yeah. for you yeah a bit more disruptive then yeah if you wake up with some fire in your belly go for Luke yeah literally if you wake up angry uh, yeah brilliant they sound yeah. great and I'm definitely going to give both of them a, a, a check out so definitely lovely well thank you for popping along for our quick um interview today i hope lockdown is well it sounds way more colorful than mine so I'm <laughs> oh i swear that's not true <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much stay safe stay sane and thank you, thank you on you stay colorful yeah, both you of too. you because you're so beautiful <laughs> lovely will. to speak to you <laughs> you too Bye. bye Hi, this is Luca. Welcome to my channel. Hi, I'm Tom and I'm here with our gaming editors, Sam Nathan, Alex Green and Tom Martin. Lockdown has seen the explosion of Animal Crossing and people returning to some of their old, old favourites, but also uh, the delay of some major titles such as The Last of Us Part 2. But my question for the gaming team is, 
what games have been helping you get through the lockdown? Tom, uh, we'll start with you, please. Well, obviously, uh, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. It's the zeitgeist right now. But with my time in lockdown, I've actually been doing a lot of something which you wouldn't think you'd be able to do easily in the context of social distancing and lockdowns, which is I've been playing board games with my friends. Uh, and it's through a game called uh, Tabletop Simulator, which you can get on Steam. And it features a myriad of user-made mods, which uh, encompass a huge range of board games, which I might not even have even been able to play without the current measures. Uh, using the program, I've played things like Monopoly and Trivial Pursuit. I played Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit, which was just the worst. But I've also played more obscure games like Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Who actually knows anything about Doctor Who? Sorry. Uh, I've been playing more <laughs> obscure games like Betrayal at the House on the Hill. <clears throat> and for me, it just shows sort of what we can, what gaming can accomplish. Like, I don't feel distanced from my friends at all with this program. Uh, it could almost be just like we would usually do in person. It's been, yeah, fantastic. I've myself been kind of skimming through my um, Xbox Game Pass subscription because I've found that there's a lot of games on there that I just haven't had the chance to play while I've been busy doing either university work or any other kind of work in that sense. Um, and the ones that have struck me in particular um, are by a little-known studio called, uh, well, not little-known, but a small studio named uh, Night School Studio, who uh, have created, um, in particular, Oxenfree and um, After Party, which are two that I've really thoroughly enjoyed. Um, both of them are kind of like supernaturally uh, mystery adventure games where um, you control um, uh, ma mainly uh, one protagonist, but After Party cycles between two. Um, with Oxenfree, you're exploring this mystery island and trying to find out um, what's kind of happened there and unraveling different kinds of secrets through like radio transmissions. It's really, really spooky and uh, <laughs> really, really um, kind of uh, uh, fantastic to see like the uh, ambience in such a kind of um, I independent game. And uh, After Party, in a similar sense, is um, a game where you uh, play as two friends who have kind of been taken to hell, and the only way to get out of hell is to beat Satan in a drinking contest, which is hilarious in its uh, execution, <laughs> and is really, really funny to play with. And uh, something that struck me about them was just um, the kind of conversational nature of the games and how the characters communicate with each other. Um, like Tom was saying, there's that sense of um, you know being in lockdown shouldn't be about kind of being um, isolated by yourself and having these uh, games where you are able to see the characters communicate in such natural ways um, you know that's just one thing that I love amongst other things but seeing it those natural kind of forms of communication is really refreshing in, in, in a game like that and I've, I've really really enjoyed them they've got beautiful narratives amazing graphics and uh, I would recommend them to anyone if you get the chance to play them for me, I've also been doing the same as Sam, where I've been sort of going through Xbox Game Pass and looking at some of the stuff on there. But the thing I've played the most is actually uh, Apex Legends, the free-to-play battle royale stylish game from Respawn. Um, so for that, uh, it's been it's been really fun to play that in particular because uh, the newest season is out, and with that, has brought a new playable character called Loba, who's really fun to play. Um, very mobile character who. Um, is all about being able to collect loot quickly so uh, she's got um, a wrist brace that she can use to teleport and um, in particular she has a very good ability where you can place down a beacon and that produces a circle and from there you can basically use the beacon to just pick up any loot in that area and I think Apex is a really good example of how understanding the core tenets of a shooting game really can make your battle royale just really great because 
you know, games like Fortnite, Fortnite's really fun, but for me in that in that game as well, the, the weapons do lack a bit of punch, and that's something that Apex really has. And it's also really great to play without really needing to invest heavily in microtransactions. It's not necessarily as much of an obstacle as it is in some of the games. And uh, it's once you're sort of in, it's really hard to just put down, so I've been playing <laughs> tons of that uh, <clears throat> over lockdown. It's just crazy how it seems like how varied like the games people are using. It's just whatever sort of gets you through. Like I said, a sandbox game um, in which you're basically using user created stuff. Sam's was story based, and Alex's was uh, more well was a popular battle royale. It's just amazing, sort of the wide variety of games that people are using to get them through this mm, time. And it is there's been a huge take up in video games and i think that's very special to see whether it's animal crossing or something like that like i've seen people playing animal crossing that i never thought would pick up a games console in their life it's really heartening to see no i agree um my sister being an example of someone very into animal crossing he previously wasn't a big gamer so um (laughs) hopefully hopefully we're coming to the end of the lockdown but um if we're Mm. not some really good recommendations in there from all of you guys so um, thank you very much for that. Thank you for putting up with the um, various technical difficulties mm-hmm. we had recording that. At all. And um, enjoy the rest of your lockdown. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'm joined with music. Uh, we've got four of them here, half of whom are Welsh, and they take us all around the country with where they are in lockdown. Um, I'm going to ask them today what sort of music has been getting them through lockdown, and I'm going to... We've got Gemma, Beth, Dylan and Daisy on the call and I'm going to kick off with Gemma. Gemma, what have you been listening to? Hi, um, I've been going back to the sort of stuff that I listened to when I was a kid. So really kind of all sort of things that my dad showed me. So a lot of 70s and 80s music. Um, and we've been doing, uh, do you know Popmaster on Radio 2? I don't. What's Popmaster? Popmaster is, um, it's like a mini quiz that um, Ken Bruce hosts and... It's just anything between the 60s and present, really. And it's just dates and artists and stuff. And you've just got to answer them as quickly as you can. Um, so I've been doing those with my family, mm-hmm. like, as often as we can. That and that's kind, of, that's kind of re-sparked a love for some older music. So, yeah, a lot of lot of the kinks, especially, been coming up in my playlist. Love the kinks. So yeah, sunny. Kind of, yeah, very very nice summer vibe with the kinks. Yeah, lots so. of people have been returning to their pasts and to the, to the past with music. I don't know. Better times than right now. Yeah. <laughs> Beth, what have you been listening to? Yeah, so kind of the same. I've been listening to things I listened to when I was a child, so going for the nostalgia vibe. Unfortunately, it's not quite as cool as what Demet's been listening to. <laughs> Jonas Brothers has been a major staple alongside ABBA, but there's been some Van Morrison and Lauren Hill to kind of bring my music taste up a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really enjoyed this past weekend. Radio 1 um, did a virtual big weekend. So they had some new performances um, from Biffy Clyro and Ellie Golding. But they also played some reruns of Big Weekends from the past. So they had a live set from Foo Fighters. From I can't remember which year it was, but it was absolutely amazing. It's always a treat to hear Foo Fighters live. So it was nice to get the festival vibe from the comfort of my own bedroom. From definitely, I feel like I could have missed festivals this summer. But <laughs> it'd be cool just to... It's given me the idea to just watch back live performances. So I can yeah. kind of still feel in the zone. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah, I think lots of people will be missing festival season i don't know it's just the complete antithesis of what we have right now like everyone together and enjoying good music but like you say i always remember like watching like reading and leeds sets after you've been and you just kind of you're trying to live off the weekend and make it last as long as possible so i guess you can kind of 
live off those endorphins from like you say from the comfort of your own room <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but lovely good fun and we love we love the Jonas Brothers and ABBA I mean <laughs> yeah. what a combination how dare you how dare you say ABBA is not cool <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll take it back <laughs> Dylan what have you been listening to hi um I've, I've been listening to a lot of ambient music recently most notably the work of Brian Eno because he, he popularised it and he's also done a lot of it and it's all very, very good. So I'm just finding it to be really relaxing, really calming. Is the kind of thing you can read to, sit in the garden with your cat because it's so sparse but there's so much going on at the same time and I'm just finding it like the perfect antithesis to everything that's going on is to just sit down and listen to someone gentle, gently blooping some pianos and some synths for an hour or two. It's just really relaxing. You make it sound so heavenly. <laughs> I think it's part of the fact that you seem so peaceful to me too. But that sounds lovely. And like you say, music is very much seems to be like the antidote to getting past what the reality of what times are like now. Just trying to find an escapism or something else that makes you feel anything but this. So that sounds so lovely. And I'm getting lovely idyllic pictures of you in the garden with your cat listening to some peaceful music. <laughs> so that sounds really good. Daisy, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been taking some of this time to find um, some new music really, I especially like the New Music Friday playlist on Spotify, um, it just sort of does a complete collection, I get it, I use it for the ops list sometimes in music as well. Um, and yeah, my favourite band, the 1975, um, released their new album Notes on a Conditional Form, I think last Friday, yeah. Um, and that's really brilliant, um, it's not my favourite one that they've done but it crosses so many different genres there's some country on there there's some pop there's some rock there's some dance music it's a bit odd um some of it's a bit ambient which dylan might like but i'm sure it's not as peaceful as he'd like so <laughs> i did actually i really um, liked the, the ambient stuff on it yeah it's good and then also i have also been like um beth delving back into my childhood I watched all three High School Musicals in one day and I don't regret it, might do it again. <laughs> Art, um, they're just fantastic and yeah, the songs are just so good, so yeah, a bit of everything really. Yeah, whatever gets you through, <laughs> that sounds really good. Um, and to be honest, High School Musical is just, like we say, part of the past that just, it's a better time for all of us, <laughs> including Zach Efron's hair, like it was just <laughs> a moment that we should all remember and, and try and immortalise. But yeah, no, this is what I love about you guys is you're all so eclectic and you really do encompass music as just a sector. You just delve into everything from high school musical to ambient music. So <laughs> I think all these suggestions are lovely and there is something for everybody to listen to. Um, if you were to suggest one song to um, people who are bored and locked down of listening to the same music over and over again, what would you suggest? So let's go backwards. Daisy, what would you suggest? Um, I'm going to go with one of the Night 75's new ones um, I'll go with Tonight, I Wish I Was Your Boy Lovely, Dylan? Um, I think I would go with uh, Brian Eno's Apollo Beautiful, and Beth? I think I'd say Dead Horse by Hayley Williams off her new album Petals for Armour Ah, and Gemma? I'm going to go with Dance the Night Away by Van Halen Beautiful, I've not heard any of those songs so I'm going to go away and listen <laughs> to all to do. four Something to do and I'll be thinking of you when I do it because yeah. this has been lovely and I love coming to chat to music and yeah this has been beautiful to speak to you all um hope you all stay safe and stay sane and keep listening to your music see you later guys thank bye. you bye, bye. I'm here now with the Redrick film editors Todd Ambridge Amy O'Neill Matt Taylor and Sam Zucker 
who are here to discuss the films that have helped them through lockdown and how their viewing habits have changed. Uh, Matt, do you want to take the lead and uh, go through some of your favourite films and how your viewing habits have changed? Yeah, go on then. Um, I've kind of carved myself a weird little niche of um, of like repetitive, feel-good sort of romance movies. So like in the past two months alone, I've watched La La Land three times, uh, Sunshine on Leith twice, and Dead Poet Society twice. That's kind of where I'm at, which is, I mean, it's a nice balance because like I'll be sat on the sofa really late at night, crying my eyes out, but I also feel quite good, which is, it's a nice balance for me to have, I think, which is great. Yeah. I also watched, um, the, well, I've started watching the Before Trilogy, haven't finished it yet. And I think me watching it and talking about it so much convinced you to buy it. Um, yes, it did. I've only seen the first one as yet, but I've got the second one on DVD. That's waiting for me. I'm very excited. It's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get the Criterion one? That was like I couldn't quid. justify... £80 it was for 80. three movies on Blu-ray. 80 quid. I couldn't justify that. If you're a film fan, yeah, now is a bad time because you can just keep going online and seeing all these limited edition box sets and you have to justify yourself not buying them. Yeah. The number of times I've done that is ridiculous. I'm deliberately not buying Little Women just because I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> what about your um, viewing habits, Matt? Because I know um, as a section you've been doing a lot of um, watch parties and stuff like that. Is that something you've been really getting into in the last few weeks? Yeah, definitely. Um, again, they've been very kind of like a particular type of movie. So like of the ones we've done, what have we done? We've done When Harry Met Sally, Sense and Sensibility, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, La La Land. Am I missing any? I don't think so. Did you watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off the other day? Yeah. did, yeah. That was really good fun. Um, But yeah, again, it's... It's a type, and like we've we've noticed this when we've been um, putting polls in our Facebook group for uh, to let people choose what we want to watch. Um, and we've noticed that it seems to be that type of movie that gets the top vote every time. Yeah, nobody like wants nice. to join a party together and then watch like Spotlight or something, do they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no thanks. Well, my yeah. wife and I did all get together and watch um, The Big Short the other day, which... There yeah, you did. And, and then I'm you messaged me at 2am and yeah. you were very angry. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic and on the verge of a global recession and we chose to watch the big short of all movies. Yeah, you nailed that. At least this time you can't massively blame the bankers. Yeah. True. <laughs> Not an identical situation. I know, um, Amy, we were saying just beforehand, you've had a slightly different relationship with films um, during the lockdown. Do you want to just explain a little bit about that for us? Yeah, I usually probably watch a few films a week in normal circumstances, but... Um, because of being on lockdown, um, doing exact like take home exams, dissertation, and now I'm at home um, with no real personal space or like no real choice over what goes on the telly. Um, I haven't been, really been watching any movies. I think the last one I watched was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I had to cut short because of the internet not oh. working. <laughs> and then um, and before that was the Big Short. But before that, I was kind of revisiting old favourites. So I'd watched mm. Roman Holiday. Uh, Casablanca, um, Lady Bird, which isn't an old favourite, but it is a favourite, um, and Rebecca, the Hitchcock version. So I kind of been before kind of stress kicked in and before kind of moving back home, I kind of been revisiting kind of old favourites that aren't necessarily com- comfort watches, um, but that I really enjoy. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm a bit different to you guys. I've tried to use the lockdown not to do old favourites, but sort of movies that I've missed a bit. Um, so like the, the day after lockdown started or two days after was my birthday, which was a bit sad, but I used it um, to watch Fargo. Um, and then mm. I've also watched The Gladiator, The King's Speech. You Blade haven't Runner. seen Gladiator until the lockdown? No, exactly. Are you so serious? I've, I've used it as an opportunity <laughs> oh to watch gosh. films that otherwise would make me socially unpopular. Yeah, because it's Gladiator. <laughs> Do you have a favourite any out of any of those that um, you might have missed in the past, Todd? Well, I think Matt's hit it on the head. The Gladiator was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and it is surprising that I've not seen these films, but I think that's the thing. I mean, when you're normally going through uh, the weeks and the months, you know, you've got all these films coming out. It's it's almost a bit too much. Um, yeah. So mm. it's been a good and time. And now to we've catch got up absolutely things. nothing. Yeah, yeah now we've got absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, that's how my viewing habits probably change the most. I mean, I think a lot of films I watch would be in the cinema. I'm not really usually someone who watches DVDs at home, hence why I've got such a back catalogue of things I've not seen. Um, I'd much mm. rather go to the cinema with some friends, but I've been sort of forced to do the other thing now, but that's okay, you know, I mean, it's it's a different situation. I feel like I've kind of done in between Todd and Amy with my habits since I've been, I've been re-watching um, all the Pixar films with uh, my sister and my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been like it's been quite gradually. So we're about uh, next one is up, but no. and on the other hand, I've also been watching a lot more kind of um, very niche films that um, are on streaming services like Mubi and BFI Player. Um, yeah. So like one night I'll be watching uh, a film like uh, Oni Baba, which is this. this terrifying japanese horror movie from the 60s mm-hmm. um and then the next night will be wally and so it's this mix of like nostalgia and like comfort movies and then like something really out of my comfort zone <laughs> just to keep yourself uh, grounded yeah i think it's a godsend that disney plus seemed to come out the same day that the lockdown started i mean i think a lot of people are thankful for that <laughs> yeah i mean I'm just thinking through the stuff that I've actually watched on Disney Plus. And aside from The Mandalorian, I don't know how many of it has like actually been good. <laughs> because I got I got so bored the other week that in the space of about five days, I watched all of the Star Wars prequels, which are all dreadful, and high school musical for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I just got so bored because of how good it is. You live tweeted it, didn't you? You live tweeted it. I did. It. I did a live tweet of high school musical and most of my tweets start with, Oh my god, why is this happening? <laughs> this is so this is socializing in the current age. It's watching movies you don't want to watch and just throwing your thoughts out there onto the internet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And what do, what do we think about these movies that are being released onto streaming services because there's no cinema releases currently? I mean, a, a few animated movies have done it in America, mostly. I don't think we've received much yet, but it's a bit of a... I think the only one argument. we've got... Yeah, I think the only one we've got over here that skips cinemas completely is Trolls World Tour. But that's <laughs> well, kickstarted the whole thing. Cinema as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was top of my list. I've heard it's been quite successful for, for the yeah. studio, but I don't see how, considering it costs like £16 to rent or, or, or something like that, whereas Disney Plus costs like uh, half of that a month and you get so much more. Yeah. So I don't see how some uh, people are justifying it. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, yeah, I think I remember seeing that it took genuinely about $100 million in 
his first seven days or something, which for an animated movie like Trolls is crazy. Yeah. yeah just so it's like blockbuster money. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it comes from boredom more than anything. <laughs> yeah, probably. It it, I imagine most of it is really stressed out parents being like, oh, just yeah. watch this flipping yeah. movie. Just sit yeah. down yeah. for two hours. <laughs> Thanks very much um, for joining me and enjoy the rest of your lockdown. Thank you for listening. And we really hope that you enjoyed that. And yeah, just a quick goodbye from us, really. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to us, whether it's been on Spotify or Mixcloud or Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. And for being with us through, you know, the good and the bad. We're going to miss doing this a lot, but I'm sure that your next committee, if they choose to continue with this podcast, will do a stellar job, especially as things hopefully start to get back to normal. So thank you for the best time and thank you to all our editors and everyone that's been on the podcast this year. Redbrook Recap has been an absolute joy to make. We hope that in the meantime, you're all staying safe and looking after yourselves. Redbrook Recap, People, Papers, Podcasts.